Welcome to the Scout Team MVPs podcast, your home for weekly sports talk, where we break down all of your favorite teams, players, and upcoming matchups. Here are your hosts, the Scout Team MVPs. That's right. We are back, boys. Rob and Shane, good to have you with me. I'm your host, Chris McMillan, episode number 10 of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. We made it to episode 10. I know it was a question mark, guys, if we were ever going to make it to episode number 10, but but here we are, alive and kicking. Well, if anyone heard what I was saying before live we started, and kicking we 45-yard field goals. No, uh, Rob. We're not going there. I feel like you should have played what was talked about before this recording started. That would have been ideal. Yeah, um, I don't know. We all know, know we... we all know that nobody listens to a sports podcast for the sports. They want to hear the political hot takes. I don't think they do. No, you're probably right. Nope, I don't think they do. I don't know much about sports, so I don't even know what to tell you. We know that. Your picks so, sale. 10 episodes in, should we just call her? Yep, that's it. I no, quit. No, no. Oh, dang it. For those of you listening, uh, uh, if you had your your, uh, your bets in and placed it on Rob quitting in the intro segments, you win. But yeah, episode number 10, still around. We're going to turn this into uh, a 1,000 episodes pretty soon, I think. Probably not. It's a 1,000 weeks. That's no. like three years. <laughs> I mean, Shane, you'll be 30. Yeah, I I only work for a bank. My math doesn't need to be that good. It's all right. Uh, would this bank you work for be Gringotts by any chance? Uh, ooh, I wish, dude. I'd come there. I'd visit you at work. Well, I've never heard of that. Shut up. It's, don't Let's be real. We 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 love we love the HP. We love the HP here. over here. Big time. <sighs> Maybe a little. Orlando. Uh, yes, boys. Episode number 10. We got lots to talk about. Lots happening in the world of sports. The NFL is over, but uh, we got some new football coming around, which we'll get into in segment number two. But our first topic, we're going to go over the NBA trade deadline. New faces in new places. Who went where? Lots of teams in the Eastern Conference shuffling things up a bit to try and uh, get to that top spot, get to those Eastern Conference Finals, ultimately probably play the Warriors. Right, boys? Yeah, most definitely. Play the Bucks. I don't know. I like the, Phoenix. Uh, in the Finals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, topic number three, we're going to get into our Iowa mentions of the week. Got all kinds of good stuff going on there. Talk a little XFL, Daytona 500, some baseball news. Talk some NFL news that came down here recently. And finishing it off, as always, with our Scouting for Picks segments. Do a little pick recap of our last week's picks and get into some new picks for this week. But ultimately, boys, episode number 10, let's get it. And we're back here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast. Episode number 10 coming at you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter to get all of the news regarding when we're going to be dropping our next episode, which is weekly on Wednesdays. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Also, our podcast profile, anchor.fm slash scout team MVPs. Find us online at scout team MVPs. 
scoutteammvp.com. Hit that support this podcast button if you enjoy what you hear from the Scout Team MVPs. Help us sustain this podcast and keep it rolling. But we are jumping right into segment number one, and we are talking the NBA trade deadline. Just went down this past week. Lots of big names going to new teams. And Rob, I'm going to throw it to you. Get us started. What's going on in the NBA? So, as you guys know, Anthony Davis was uh, pretty highly touted there as a trade deadline prospect. The Milwaukee Bucks made a trade with the Pelicans, just not for Anthony Davis. I'll get into that in a a second, but I want to talk a little bit about the Wizards and Bulls. They made a pretty big trade. Um, The Wizards sent Otto Porter Jr. to Chicago for Bobby Portis and our ex-Jabari Parker. So that's a pretty big deal for the Wizards. So next one I want to talk about is the Clippers and Sixers made a pretty big trade. Philadelphia got Tobias Harris from L.A., um, they also got Boban Marjanovic from L.A. as well. And uh, L.A. got Mike Mascala and Wilson Chandler. Those are just some of the bigger names. It was like a six-person trade. Enos Cantor was waived by the New York Knicks, which is huge because he's a pretty good big man. And then uh, one of the bigger ones I wanted to mention was Marcus All going to the Raptors. From the Grizzlies for Dellen Wright, Jonas Valanciunas, and CJ Miles. So it was a pretty big trade for the Raptors. Um, Marcus All's a beast, so that's going to make it tougher for the Bucks in the in the East. There. What about Tobias Harris to the Sixers? That gives them a pretty uh pretty deadly starting five. Yeah, I'm not really like super high on Tobias Harris. Really, he played well the other night. Yeah, one night, though. There's 82 of those nights. I don't know. I feel like the Sixers have kind of all the pieces they need. They just need to start playing. Well, they just don't. I feel like um, he makes them a lot better of a team, a lot of more of a threat to the Bucks. Uh, I think Boston, honestly, I don't, I don't. Boston's moves, I don't think, help them put in a position to beat the Bucks. I think now it's the Bucks and the Sixers and the Raptors. I definitely think that the way to beat the Bucks is down low. You gotta, you gotta beat Brooke Lopez, and because you're not gonna get anything past Giannis, Brogdon, Bledsoe, Middleton, all pretty solid defenders on the perimeter. So you kind of have to work it down low. So I'm kind of thinking that. Uh, Toronto trade for um, Marcus Saul is a little bigger than the Sixers one. And on top of that, the Sixers got rid of Markel Fultz, gave him to the Magic for uh, like Jonathan Simmons or some bull crap like that. I don't know, some ridiculous trade. No, that's not going to help. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how the uh, Markel Fultz experiment just did not work out? Like, number one overall pick. Was it two years ago, two drafts ago, and hurt a lot? Not the player they thought he was going to be. And meanwhile, the Boston Celtics take Jason Tatum right after him, and who's been a stud for them. Got to think. Yeah. Got to think they're regretting that now for sure. Yeah, you'd think so, but I mean, at the time, you never really know. I mean, people also thought Lonzo Ball was going to be a beast, and he's just pretty average. I'd take the Kings. Deer and Fox over ball any day of the week. So, I mean, you, nothing's a given in these the drafts. Ball, the, so. ball, 
the ball thing was a mistake because they thought they were getting Lavar, not Lonzo. Wrong off the card. Their Lavar could beat Michael Jordan one on one. I mean, I've heard him say that. Yeah, Michael better score every time because he's not going to stop me. Oh, uh, that's the same Lavar ball that like bricked like eight three pointers in a row. <laughs> Did you so. guys see that video? He also averaged like one point yeah. eight points per game in his collegiate yeah. career at a junior college. Him and Skip Bayless have something in common. Except Skip was a JV basketball, <laughs> I think. So, but uh, yeah, what did what did he ride the bench and talk a lot of crap about his teammates or something? Some hot takes about how this team needs to be better. Yeah, I mean, this NBA trade deadline, there seemed like there was quite a bit of movement this year. I mean, we were all thinking of there was. we thought about that Anthony Davis. We were talking about that forever, but ultimately, Rob, yes, it did not end up happening. Interesting to see they wanted to probably the Pelicans probably want to shut him down the rest of the year, keep his trade value as high as they possibly can, not get him hurt. But ultimately, Anthony Davis says he wants to play. The league also came down and said if he's healthy, he's playing. So they uh, it looks like he's been getting booed on his home court, which I mean, I don't. Yeah, the first yeah the first game back, he uh, they address it in the after game interview and. You know, he said, you know, he's just glad to be back on the court. And she brought up the booing. And I thought it was kind of funny because, you know, you go out of your way to demand a trade when you're, you know, your contract could be up after this, this coming year. And, <laughs> and it doesn't happen. So now you have to deal with all the repercussions of that. Speaking of funny with Anthony Davis, did you guys watch the All Star draft with Giannis? Um, accusing mm-hmm. LeBron of tampering yeah. <laughs> when he said that he wanted to play with Anthony Davis. <laughs> I think Giannis mm-hmm. definitely set him up there because he didn't. He took Chris Middleton with the first pick of the reserves, and well, he said yeah, he, he said was he was going to, but then I think you know he's definitely setting up LeBron to take AD just so he could uh, throw that jab in there. I liked it. Yeah, it I actually funny. think they made a trade in that draft too, didn't they? Yep. Didn't uh, Giannis's team trade for Russell Westbrook? Yes, they did. They traded Ben Simmons for Russell Westbrook, so we got Russell Westbrook and Don't Joel Embiid on the same could, team. Don't you wish the Bucks could have traded trade. for Russell Westbrook? No, no, you don't think so? He's Over Bledsoe? What? Oh, maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, Bledsoe kind of fits into the system a little better, just because he's more of a pure point guard. They should have traded for uh, Frank the Tank, man. We need some Ray Frank Allen. Frank the back Tank might be league. getting bought out, so he might be available here if he's not already. He's uh, well, they had Sam Decker on the team for like uh five minutes. <laughs> it's just yeah. You know what? I'm actually surprised about this trade deadline is how many solid players got traded and then immediately waived from their new teams, like Nick Stauskas. Nick just got traded four different Marquis times last Gortat. week. So. <laughs> Markeith Morris, Omar Caspi, like all these guys are are solid players, and they just got Zach Randolph, just get Greg Monroe, who was on the Bucks for a while, just literally just dumped as soon as they were traded to their new team. Well, the so. Bucks essentially traded Thon Maker for uh, Miritrich because they Stanley Johnson was on the team for a day, and then he was gone for that trade. So it was like a yeah, which is deal, that's a that's a pretty decent trade in my opinion. They kind of needed another big man to help Brooke Lopez out. Don Maker wanted to leave, and that's a they great made it trade. happen. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, you got a yeah. I think a guy who's a top ten three point shooter on the team that makes the second most threes. How does that not help? 
Yeah, that definitely helps them. Spaces the floor for sure. And that's another shooter out on the wing. So give that space to Giannis. Let him let him drive, kick. To, you got four guys now that can shoot threes. Uh, besides, you know, not having Giannis, he's not a very good three-pointed shooter. So he drive the lane, kick it out. You got four different guys that can make a three. It's big time. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He doesn't have to shoot it. Yeah, that's not his game. But looks like we had quite a lot of stuff go down and during the NBA trade deadline. Always fun to see moves being made and for sure the Eastern Conference looking like they're ramping things up. Got the top teams here making a bunch of different moves. Look to get uh take that next step here come playoff time, boys, and it's gonna be fun times here after the all-star break. Um speaking of the all-star game, we got that coming up. That's this weekend. Got all the festivities that go on with that. Should be a fun one to watch. But with that, boys, we're going to uh, wrap up segment number one and jump into segment number two right after this. Jumping right into segment number two here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast. Chris McMillan here with Rob and Shane. And boys, we had some uh, exciting things happening this past weekend. And one of those exciting things was the first games ever for the Alliance of American Football. Not sure if you guys caught those games at all, but we want to give uh, our listeners a little bit of a rundown. Just what the AAF is, what they're looking to do here with this new league. Looks like this league was started you know, by Charlie Ebersol and Bill Polian. You guys probably recognize Bill Polian's name there, NFL Hall of Famer. But this league, boys, looks to be sort of a minor leagues of sorts for the NFL developmental league. They said they want to uh, really get those quarterbacks and those offensive linemen up to par, get a lot of these different guys playing time. We have a lot of former NFL players in this league. Got some guys that didn't really make it the first time around, looking to get back at it. All kinds of different talent levels here, but ultimately we have a 10-week season for the AAF. Two-week playoffs with those four teams. Like I said, aiming to be a developmental league for the NFL. Eight different teams in this league, boys. And I want to know which of these eight teams has become uh, your new favorite. Well, I don't know. Great answer. What's that uh, What's that one? Uh, Memphis Express. Their quarterback, I really like him. So uh, probably going to go with that. Uh, <laughs> do you want to Rob speaking of the Memphis Express that's one of the eight teams in this new league do you want to give us a rundown of the rest of the teams in the league yeah so there's a team from Arizona called the Hot Shots uh Atlanta Legends Birmingham Iron Memphis Express Orlando Apollos the Salt Lake Stallions San Antonio Commanders and San Diego Fleet so Shane of those eight teams, I want to I want to get your uh, new favorite team now. I know you're one of those bandwagon guys, so who are you jumping on now? Well, I have a real love of the Tennessee. Uh, I, I spent some time there, uh, and Tennessee is a favorite of mine. So even though I hear Memphis isn't necessarily the nicest city, um, and they kind of lost really bad the first week, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Memphis. Old Mike Singletary coach Memphis team. And speaking of those different head coaches, you're going to recognize some of these different names, boys. Coach of the Atlanta Legends, Kevin Coyle, Tim Lewis, Birmingham Iron, Mike Singletary again for the Memphis Express. Big one here, Steve Spurrier for the Orlando Apollos. 
Rick Neuheisel, Arizona Hotshots, Dennis Erickson, Salt Lake Stallions, Mike Riley, coach of the San Antonio Commanders, and Mike Martz, coach of the San Diego Fleet. Those are some of those names are pretty recognizable, boys. Some of those stand out for sure. Oh yeah. Well, the OC yeah. of uh, Atlanta is Michael Vick, so he's kind of a a big name. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, mine is gonna have to be. So I watched the San Antonio and San Diego game this weekend, and I liked what I saw. But my favorite is gonna have to be Orlando Apollos. Steve can't, Spurrier. They can't be your team. Yeah, they can. No, they're mine. No, they're not yours. They're mine. <laughs> well, we Are can you like them together. Me? No, let's we buy can. some merch. I'm buying. I already have my merch on. You got it. You got no, Apollo you already. He does not. No, I don't. But no, for real. The the game. I don't know if you guys caught any of them, but it seemed like there weren't really many short plays. A lot of longer throws. Not too many runs. It seems like a throw heavy system so far um saw a lot of great catches a lot of sideline catches pretty exciting to watch actually yeah i enjoyed it i watched a couple of those games i thought it was some surprisingly good football i mean like i talked about earlier we had some familiar faces not only in the coaching ranks but also player wise we have uh christian hackenberg quarterback from penn state (laughs) not a a great uh debut by him Not, not a great debut uh but He's a recognizable name. Uh, we also have Matt Sims and Aaron Murray at quarterback also position. Also not a great debut for Matt Sims. <laughs> well, let's give him, give him some time, Shane. It's only week one, right? No. <laughs> this is a big one, though, from Alabama. Trent Richardson, who uh, former you know, top five pick for the Cleveland Browns, playing in the AAF with the Birmingham Iron. He did have two touchdowns this weekend. Maybe something uh, of a start for him there. Hopefully, he uh, his NFL career was kind of a real uh, flush down the toilet. Yeah, not so good, but I mean... I mean, he showed spurts of being able to play, but yeah, he just didn't have it. Did you know how, you guys know how the pay scale breaks down in that league, right? Yeah, it looks like everybody, everybody gets a three-year deal for 250k. Right. Uh, well, it's actually broken up, though. It's uh, You get paid 70 grand your first year. 80 grand your second year and 100 grand your third year. So everyone okay. makes the same amount of money. There's nobody Which I like. A big amount. You plus, like that? Plus, they have health care that they're signed up with when they do the league. So that's So another- the reason I like it is because it kind of, you know, we're used to seeing these athletes make millions and millions of dollars, and it kind of brings it, it makes it a little more relatable when they get paid, I don't know, as much as, you know, my brother you know it's kind of neat i do like that i also like the fact too that they have um in the off season they looks like they're given what potential internships and go back to college if they want to as well uh, i think i read um which which is awesome i mean it looks like they're really taking the developmental part of the league to heart and which i like to see in a lot of these guys former NFL players, but a lot of the guys too, never made it to the NFL, trying to make their mark, gives them another place to showcase that. I mean, they're broadcast on CBS. I mean, they can't get much bigger of a platform than that. But it's not going to be yeah. going forward. And I was, was surprised I was surprised to see how it was like already on CBS, a big production for the first games. It was kind of cool to see. They made it really feel like you're watching the NFL with having the same CBS announcers and all that. But that's going to be the only week that they're doing that. Now, going forward, it's going to be on 
cable TV. I think they had a TV rating of 2.4, like on the scale or whatever, however they do that. Uh, for the opening, which beat out the NBA actually on that those days, but they're they're going to be on cable now, so they're going to lose some of those ratings. They're probably going to get cut in half. And part of those three-year contracts, I don't know if you heard this, but they can't sign with any other league besides the NFL, which is a preemptive strike at the XFL, which I think we're talking about. Yes, yes, well, we are. I mean, we are going to talk a little bit about the XFL coming up in our honorable mentions segment Shane but yeah kind of interesting to see especially getting that league up and running this year one year before the XFL which we'll talk about later but ultimately I think this league will serve its purpose and it'll hopefully do a good job like I said just even if that first game is on CBS and it might if it's moving next week still they got a lot of eyes on it people are talking about it all over social media hopefully they can sustain that success I agree (laughs) thanks Rob I, I don't Thanks, see Rob. it, honestly. Um, I, I don't think that they're going to maintain that level of success throughout their entire time. Uh, we've seen this before with the XFL, uh, which actually had an opening week, when the XFL Part 1 had an opening week rating of almost 10, which is unheard of, but then it dropped to like 4 and then 2 and then less than 1 by the third week. So... I think once like college football comes around and baseball comes back and the NBA playoffs all around, they're going to be in some trouble with uh, okay. the, the uh, AFL or whatever. Yeah, but any American football league is still more interesting than watching the Brewers play. I don't very tell Shane much that. disagree with that. <laughs> Shane is like the only person I know that would rather watch baseball than anything. I, well, you clearly don't have no many smart people then. Ultimately, boys, I mean, let's run down the list of scores for the week one of the AAF. Orlando Apollos, coached by Steve Spurrier, like we talked about, 40-6 to over the Atlanta Legends. Ooh, San- my Orlando. Yeah, get it. San Antonio Commanders, 15-6 to over San Diego Fleet. We had Memphis at Birmingham. Birmingham coming out on top in that one, 26-0. Trent Richardson, two TDs on the day. For the record, game. he had 23 carries and 58 yards, so not a very great game for a, a substandard league like that. Well, your boy uh, Hackenberg, uh, 10 for 23 with uh, an interception, 87 yards. <laughs> That's why yard. he's not in the NFL anymore, bud. No. You want him on your fantasy team next year? That seems like a good pick with number one there, man. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, so our, our last game of the day, boys, Salt Lake at Arizona. This was a shootout, fun game to watch. Arizona hot shots ultimately coming out on top 38-22 over the Salt Lake City Stallions. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys, what you guys thought about the, the jerseys of these teams, but some of them I think are, are lacking a bit. Yeah, and I, well, I think that's to be expected of a new league. I mean, the, the logos are pretty cool, but yeah, the jersey designs are a little dull. I just thought it was interesting, a quarterback that I don't think I've ever heard of, or I don't remember hearing of, John Wolford, ahead of Trevor Knight, for, throws for four touchdowns and 275 yards for the hot shots. Uh, have you no. guys, Had you guys heard of him? Right, he. I mean, I guess he played at Wake Forest. He threw for almost ten thousand yards and fifty nine touchdowns. But yeah, I guess he. A, uh, I noticed there's a lot of ex college players that you know just didn't quite make it to the NFL, or did and couldn't handle it. So I don't know. I guess it's good to see them kind of 
continue their football education, if you will, after college. Uh, but um, another guy, Rashad Ross, 105 grabs, 103 yards, two touchdowns. 105 grabs. Um, That's a hell of a day. Or five grabs, 103 yards, and five <laughs> That's and two a touchdowns. Heck of a day. Great season. The, the, both uh, teams are throwing yeah. to him. Oh yeah, all this, all these people. Some of them I haven't heard of really too much. That's going to be the whole league, pretty much. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, I think no matter what goes on from here, I feel like it was a pretty successful opening weekend for the AAF. I guess time will tell if they're ultimately going to sustain this level and uh, if they're ultimately going to make it, but I have some high hopes for them. Hopefully they can uh, be okay. I do too, Chris, because the game I watched was San Antonio and the San Diego fleet, whatever it was. Um, there was only 21 total points, but it felt way more exciting than like 15 well, to six. I just think the the play call is more aggressive, and you know, it just it's more to watch. On one offense. thing too that I want to touch on quickly is also you know in this league some different rules. They do follow mostly NFL rules, but some of the different rules they have no kickoffs. They just start the game at the 25, and there are no extra points. And so every time you score a touchdown, you have to go for two. Kind of interesting. Did you hear how you had yeah, to do it? Yeah, and on top of that, I've seen in that game I watched, I saw like five people get blown up and there was no flag, so that was kind of cool to see. <laughs> Did you see how you have to do an onside kick if you want to do one? Yeah, why don't you run that down for us, Shane? You have to uh, go for a fourth and 12 from your own 28 to convert an onside like kick. It. And if you get it, you, your drive continues. You can't do it without... in outside the last five minutes or if you're down by like more than yeah, i think 15. it was 17 but yeah still i mean i like that rule it uh, makes it a little more exciting for sure yeah i mean the conversion percentage on fourth and 12 isn't high i mean you gotta think it's i mean it's higher than an actual onside kick but still tough to do yep i mean all kinds of fun things hopefully really get people excited continue to watch it but i'm excited for it hopefully it continues but boys, uh, yep, go Orlando Apollos. Shane, riding the Memphis train. Rob, let's get that Orlando merch and uh, take it all the way to segment number three coming up next. Jumping right into segment number three, boys. Honorable mention time. Quite a few honorable mentions this week. And our first honorable mention we touched on it in the last segment, and it is the XFL, which is coming next year, 2020. Founder Vince McMahon. We've been down this road before, boys. He went uh, lasted one year back in 2001. Didn't turn out so good, but uh, they're doing things a little bit differently this time around, and they started off that with Commissioner Oliver Luck, who you probably know as Andrew Luck's father, And they also just signed their first head coach, who will also be the GM of the Dallas team. And that's Bob Stoops, former Oklahoma head coach. Just based off of that, boys, is the XFL going to survive this time around? You can throw all the big names you want out there, but if it's not run well, then uh, it's probably not going to survive. And still the same owner, right? Sure is. Yeah. um, WWE was successful. Yeah, no, the WWF was more successful until they got sued for their their name, WWF. Well, once they turned I think it's pretty WWE, successful. They're a multi-billion been, dollar. Uh, a crap show. 
All the wrestlers well, it's a suck nowadays. Company. Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't show up anymore. The Rock is doing movies. Big Show, That's I'm pretty real. sure, had a heart attack because he's 800 pounds overweight. Kane, I'm sure he's dead. The Undertaker might still be alive and be wrestling, but other than that, there's a bunch of hipster, bogus bullcrap in there. Sorry, I don't like wrestling anymore. I used to watch it a lot, but they really... Uh, uh, well, it was a really pointless rant, but yeah. That hipster, bogus bullcrap uh, are, uh, are we not discussing sports right now? Sorry, Shane, that, uh, you know, it's wrestling's too lowbrow for you, piece of turd. Huh. You just said that... Uh, you just pretty much confirmed that you are a little down there. You called me a piece of turd. <laughs> you are a piece of like turd. The best, that was like the best I wasn't going to call you hurt. a piece of shit, you moron. Wow. Now we got to bleep that out. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I was hoping you'd ask me which my favorite team would be because I think it'd be pretty obvious. Well, Shane, speaking of those teams, we have teams, like I said, in Dallas, team in Houston, Los Angeles, New York, St. Louis, Oh gosh, Seattle! Yeah, the Seattle Bay, team, man, and Washington D.C. <laughs> I, I don't even know who's on the Seattle team or what their name is, but that's who I'm rooting for. To be determined. Oh, the to, to be, be determined. determined. Okay, the yeah, I, I'm rooting for that team. They should call them the Supersonics. They'd probably make a lot of friends <laughs> out there. <laughs> Bring back the Sonics XFL. <laughs> that's the only way this league will survive. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see if what they do differently this time around, obviously only lasting one season, the first rendition. I mean, they're going to have to do something a little bit different. Uh, I don't think he hate me is walking through that door, but XFL coming your way in 2020 going to be running alongside the AAF. It'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Didn't they next do- honorable mention? Go ahead, Shane. Go ahead. Didn't they do a thing with like where they would like put the ball and they would have to like fight over who got the ball and that team got the ball first or something in the original? Yeah, they did a little. They did a little scrum instead of the coin toss. They did like a little scrum for the football yeah, and whoever ended up with yeah, it got the ball first. That. Yeah, that was kind of was like <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I wasn't yeah, I don't, crazy. No, I don't think we'll be seeing that this time around. But that is our first honorable mention of the week, and jumping right into our second honorable mention. We're going to talk about the Daytona 500 happening this Sunday, February 17th at 1.30 on Fox, coming to you from the Daytona International Speedway. We're going we're gonna to give our predictions of, of that uh, race coming up in our Scouting for Picks segment, boys. But are you excited for the Daytona 500 this weekend? Kind of. I still wish a lot of the older drivers still were racing, but uh, a lot of the newer guys are pretty good, too. Still rooting for some of the old guys. I'll give you my pick later, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just I wish they let it would let it loose more. Daytona and Indy they seem to ride a little more free and kind of bump and grind with other drivers. So you know, it's a fun race to watch, even if you're not really into racing, just because of yep. how crazy. Sure do, Rob. Crash. So, so I had a stopwatch on that, and you talked for about a minute and said nothing. Yeah, like yeah, I uh, I like okay, the older at drivers. At least I got a whole sentence out. Are good, but but I like the older ones. And then there's like NASCAR and you drive in a circle and all this other stuff. But anyways, I Wait, I haven't. Did... I, go ahead. I, I haven't really followed NASCAR um, in my lifetime. Uh, I was only aware of what happened in it because uh, my mom was a NASCAR fan. 
Um, other than that, I don't I, I don't have the patience to watch a race for that long, especially since they're just driving cars. I, I don't know. That's me. I mean, it's it's one of the obviously most. Uh, it's it starts their season right. Daytona five hundred. It's their huge Super race. Bowl. It's it is their Super Bowl. It starts it kicks off their season. Huge race. Lots of different fans in NASCAR. And like I said, we were gonna pick our winner in our scouting for picks segment, but that is our I will mention number two for this week. Jumping into some baseball news for our third honorable mention this week. And Shane, I want to talk to you about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, two huge, huge free agents still yet to sign with the ball club. Right. And I mean, you're hearing rumors now, uh, Bryce Harper actually getting recruited by, or now well recruited, but spending time with the Giants. I feel like we're kind of, I don't know what he wants. Washington offered him $300 million. I don't know how you can sit there and tell me. I mean, Washington's not a bad team. I mean, I know the Giants are, you know, a storied franchise, but I find it hard to believe that with their situation, they've got the $300 million contract to offer um, Harper. And then in terms of Machado, the Yankees did offer him $220 million for six or seven years um, was the last I heard on his contract. So the Yankees are looking at him, but... It is finally time in the next two days. By the time I think this airs, pitchers and catchers will be reported to spring training. Does it feel good? Thank God baseball season is back. Yeah, I mean, with the winter that we have here in the Midwest, it's always nice to know that spring is right around the corner. And our first sign of that is, like you said, Shane, when those pitchers and catchers report and spring training ultimately gets underway. Definitely looking forward to baseball being back, especially here in Wisconsin brewers, one game away from that world series. Uh, we can't wait to, to see what they got this year, but yeah, pitchers and catchers reporting this week. And we're going to jump into our last I'll mention of the week. And that is some news that just came down recently from the Heisman winning trophy quarterback of Oklahoma, Kyler Murray, Turning down that $4 million contract he got from the Oakland A's being that first-round pick last year and fully committing going forward to being an NFL quarterback and ultimately uh, this draft coming up this year. Thoughts on that? Well, I would not want to go to Oakland either, so um, <laughs> go, go. the NFL seems like a, a smart choice. I mean... More money in baseball, but it takes longer to get to the pros, and it's not as um, easy to do. But and I'm not saying playing quarterback in the NFL NFL is easy, but it's you get a lot more. Hackenberg. You get a lot more fame doing that. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, my thing with that is yeah. he's still probably going to end up on a bad team. I mean, baseball, you're looking at three years until you get to the pros. Two. I mean, depends on if you're Mike Trout or Bryce Harper, but most guys, it takes two or three years. At least. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're looking for that immediate kind of success there, I mean, he's probably going to be going in round one in the NFL draft. I think uh, NFL the way to go. But, yeah, I mean, if he wants wanted to make it in baseball, he was going to, yeah, like you said, he's going to have to work his way up, go through the minor league system. But, I mean, anytime you have an athlete that is good enough to get drafted in the first round in both baseball and football, I mean, I think you got some pretty decent options there. But Kyler Murray ultimately deciding to go to the NFL, turn down that uh, baseball career, at least right now. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. Maybe he can pull a Dion and uh, and play both. 
Yeah, I mean, if there's anybody that could do it, it's like you were saying, it's probably him with uh, being able to be drafted first round in both. That would be uh, be pretty cool. If there's one person he could ask for advice, I, I heard Bo knows. Bo does know. Bo Jackson, another, <laughs> Bo another one. Bo does know. <laughs> well, with that, boys, that's going to wrap up our honorable mentions for this week, and we'll be right back after a short break and jump right into our scouting for picks. And we're back here on episode 10 of the Scout Team MVPs podcast, jumping right into our scouting for picks. Let's recap those picks from last week, boys. And the first one, we had the Miami Heat and Sacramento Kings. Kings coming out on top, 102 to 96 over the Heat. Rob, you picked the Kings, and you were the only one to get that game correct. Of course. I mean, I told you Chris Webber was going to bring it home for me, so... He, sh- he sure did. <laughs> him, and, him and Vladi getting the job done. Uh, for the Kings, next game we picked Michigan and Wisconsin in college basketball. Yep. Michigan at home ultimately coming out on top 61-52. to 52. We all went with Michigan that game. Of course. Yep. Next one, boys. Talking a little hockey. Pittsburgh Penguins and the Ayo. Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay ultimately coming out on top five to four. Rob and I picking Tampa Bay. We were correct. Shane, Pittsburgh, wrongo. Did I not say that it was going to be a highest scoring affair? No. I did. I picked my over-under thing. You don't remember that? We can talk no. about what, you, what you're lying later. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, with those, uh, those picks, boys, brings our overall scouting for pick standings to this. Rob sitting on hey, top. Uh, 19 and 10. Shane and I tied for second at 14 and 15. Uh, Rob kind of pulling away with this one. Not I almost have a Shane. 2.0 KD, guys. Get on my level. My defense, I missed two. And I, if I had been here, I'd be better than him. So I doubt it. You're freaking. Can't say that. Yeah. Why not? Why can't we say that? We just can't. Got some work to do, Shane, to. Uh, Knock Rob off the top spot there, but we'll, we'll definitely get it done. Make up some ground this week with our picks. And our first one sent in by John on Facebook. We're going to pick the Daytona 500 winner, and we are going to start with Shane. Well, uh, I don't know much about NASCAR. Uh, the only driver I ever really knew much about was Jeff Gordon. And again, I told you why. Uh, so the dude that drove the car he has is William Byron. That's who I'm going to pick. <laughs> I like it. That's 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 good. That's a good pick. Rob? <laughs> wow. I'm going to go with uh, my guy Jimmy Johnson. I'm going to pick the fellow beardsman. Jimmy? Jimmy J for the win. I mean, You're I think wrong. in reality it's going to be whoever you pick. Because I think I know who you're picking. Who am I picking? You're picking Brad Keselowski. No, I would never do that in a million years. I'm picking Martin Truex Jr. Oh, Book it. That's not bad. Book it. You want to know why? Be- because you're weird? I don't know. I think he won a couple of races last year is kind of why I picked him. But... Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing about Daytona and all the, you know, the big fun races. Anyone can really win them, you know. So I, if you told me, you gave me a list of 12 guys and say, you know, I could see them all winning it. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. 
Does does it ever awesome. seem to you like this guy just says stuff that just makes no slight? Yeah, anybody can win that stuff. Yeah, anybody can win the plays. Yeah, that's accurate. Like, <laughs> doesn't necessarily need to be said. But yeah, if you're out there, you got a shot to oh. win. <laughs> you still there or do you quit again? No, just keep going. <laughs> no, but uh, you know what? What also another fun fact about Martin Truex Jr. boys is uh, he's going to be making his debut in the number 19 car for Joe Gibbs Racing. So, I mean, ultimately, he's probably just going to win based on that fact alone. Look at you looking up things. I do research, Rob. Come on. Yeah, I, 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 I'm proud of you. He's my boy, Martin Truex Jr. Give me that Orlando Apollos merch and Martin Truex Jr. merch. I'm rocking it <laughs> every day. That's funny. Another th- shout out to John for that... Uh, that pick, he wanted us to pick that one. Shout Finally. Out. Shout out to the Sun from the crowd. <laughs> Thank you, John, for that one. Uh, John, let us know who your winner, who you think your winner is going to be. Uh, send us that on Facebook or Twitter. I Next one, boys. says Kevin Harvick. Just saying. All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe he's going to go Martin Tricks Jr. because he, he picks winners. But... <laughs> Rockets at Warriors, boys, is our next uh, matchup that we're going to pick, and that game is happening this week's Saturday showdown. We got the Beard versus about 16 good people for the Warriors. Rob, who you got in that one? Uh, you know how hard it is to pick against the Warriors? It's very hard, so I'm going to have to go with the Warriors. Weak. Shane? Well, let me let me do an impersonation here with my pick. Well, you know, basketball Jesus is a game Christ. where you just got to put a bat, a ball in a hoop. And I bet that the team that's better at putting the ball in the hoop might win the game. But anytime you play, anybody can be beaten on any given night. This is actually the Sports Clichés podcast right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, give me the Warriors. <laughs> All right. We got Rob and Shane both picking the Warriors. I'm picking Bucks and Six. Nope. I'm going I got some ground to make up. I'm going Rockets. Give me give me the beard going off for about sixty points in that game. Rockets gonna come out on top. Next one, boys, and this is a good one. Going back to the AAF, we have the Orlando Apollos. Let's let's get it at San Antonio coming up this Sunday. Let's hear your picks for this AAF matchup. Shane? Um, well, I know who you're gonna pick, so I'm going to go with San Antonio. I just I think they look pretty good in their first game. Good enough for me. Rob, who you got? He picks awkward silence to win. Do, 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 Rob, who you got? Orlando. Orlando. Rod, shout out. Rob and I go in Orlando. Apollo. Shane going with San Antonio. Shane, you know who's on the, the San Antonio squad? You might recognize this name. J. Ron Elliott. Ring a bell? Uh, should it? Because it doesn't. Former Packers outside linebacker. Rob quit again this episode, everybody, for the eighth time. <laughs> it's easy to quit when you work <laughs> with a bunch of idiots. A uh, couple. Of, oh, wow. Huh. That was nice. No one cares. Not very Let's nice. Go. Wrap this crap up. Shane, if I hear your voice one more time, I'm going to come over to your house and murder you. Whoa.
<laughs> Heard it here first. Yeah, way to say that. <laughs> I might have done. I know who did it. <laughs> a couple, a uh, couple of good games we just picked there, boys, and ultimately it's going to propel me to three victories with my picks. But with that, we are going to wrap up our scouting for pick segment and jump into our last segment and wrap it up for the week. And we're back here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast to wrap it up for the week. Pretty solid episode number 10 off the rails as per usual. But ultimately, I think we got some good content in there, Shane. What did you think? Yeah, I think uh, it should become a uh, recurring theme uh, or a bet weekly to see how long certain people go before they uh, call it a day. Oh, you mean like right now how we're in our last segment of, of this episode and, and we have no Rob again? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like I think, the- I think that'd be a good thing to, you know, to bet on. I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, he's. I think he's quit three or four times this episode. So I mean, we're we're on track for for the over. <laughs> yeah, if that's what you had in the book, I feel like this is gonna go to Vegas, man. <laughs> gonna be one of those uh, weekly prop bets on this uh, Scout Team MVPs podcast. Shane and I closing it down for this week's episode. We talked all kinds of stuff, Shane. We talked NBA trade deadline. We talked about um, the AAF, the American or sorry, the Alliance of American Football. There you go. We, t- our, uh, we talked a little bit of baseball in our honorable mentions. We talked some XFL. We talked Daytona 500. Pitchers and catchers reporting this week. Hallelujah. Kyler Murray fully committing to the NFL going forward. Our scouting for picks segment. We picked a couple of good games and also who we thought was going to win that Daytona 500. But ultimately... I think the big news again, Shane, is will this winter ever stop? I'm sick of shoveling snow. Yeah, probably not. Um, last year we had snowstorms in freaking April, man. Yeah, I mean, t- yeah, two feet of snow last April was definitely a downer. But I mean, we've just had some back to back to back storms coming through, and with the cold and stuff, I'm just I'm just ready for it to be done. Yeah, I mean, luckily the Brewers have a dome. Or a roof, I should say. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. Which uh, you see it March. See it March twenty eighth, St. Louis. Bunch of turds. <laughs> Let's go opening day. Let's get it. But cheaters. <laughs> With that, Shane, episode number ten coming to a close. Hopefully, uh, you know we can restructure Rob's deal. Maybe get him back on next week. But if not. We'll we'll throw a replacement in there. Get get some uh, get some guests on the show. <laughs> Taking applications now. If you'd like to uh, be a the third member of the Scout Team MVPs podcast in place of Rob, since he quits every week, uh, please send your applications to scoutteammvps at gmail dot com. Yeah, if nobody uh, else resume does and it, cover letters, you're not gonna like the replacement. So. <laughs> Resumes and cover letters. Send them our way. We'll read through them all. Hopefully we get some applicants. I mean, because it looks like we're needing a, th- a third body here. Yeah, Shane. and you know who it's going to be if there are none. I know he can't do it. We don't want him. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. I don't think it would be funny. I've I've vowed to never have him on here. <laughs> this person knows who they are. <laughs> yep. Shout out. Uh, with that, Shane, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Let's uh, 
put a nice bow on this one for the week. And uh, ultimately, let's uh, let's go Orlando Apollos. Yeah, I can't get super excited about that. <laughs> All right, Shane, have a good week. Yep. Get that shovel out. Get your snow pants on. Get ready to go to work. <laughs> work boots. <laughs> See you later, Shane. Thank you for listening to the Scout Team MVPs. Be sure to subscribe and tune in next week as the MVPs discuss all the nonstop action in the world of sports.